Spy Catcher. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water, based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Oreste Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled Doves of War. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. In 1944, the Guards Armoured Division broke out of France, swept through Belgium into Holland, and I found myself responsible for the internal security of thousands of square miles of liberated territory. On a rapidly widening front, I had to cope with hundreds of traitors, collaborators, and stay-behind agents, and my unit consisted of only six officers and ten men. I applied immediately for extra staff, but in war... Commanding officers are not keen to lose good men to other units. However, they're only too keen to be rid of incompetence. And at times, they'll give a glowing report to be sure of it. Oh, come in, Captain. This morning's situation report, sir, and yesterday's interrogation report. Thank you. The arm is still pushing on. Yes, they're doing very well, sir. Yes. One piece of good news, sir. Your request for extra staff. They've answered at last. How many? One officer, sir. One? Yes, sir. Here it is. Lieutenant Godfrey, age 26. To be transferred with immediate effect. Well, that's something. Now, what's his background? Royal Engineers, Infantry, Intelligence Corps. Well, that's a deal of moving around, isn't it? Three years in the service. Sappers, infantry, and intelligence. Well, the report says he speaks Dutch fluently. His mother was Dutch, sir. His CO gives him a good report. Oh, I see. If we refuse the transfer, sir, they'll think we don't need help. Well, beggars can't be choosers. Let me know when he arrives. He's here now, sir. Oh, very well. Send him in. Yes, sir. Return this way, please. Lieutenant Godfrey, sir. Uh, come in, Godfrey. Thank you, Captain. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Sit down, please. Thanks, sir. Uh, your transfer to this unit is with immediate effect. Yes, sir. How long have you been in intelligence? Four months, sir. And in the services, three years. I see you were enlisted and commissioned in the Royal Engineers. Yes, sir. Um, that was rather a mistake, sir. Oh, a mistake? Yes, sir. You see, when I was called up, sir, I was studying for a degree in engineering. My call-up was deferred until I passed the exam. Well, in fact, sir, I failed it. I was proud rather badly. But they didn't take any notice of this, sir, and put me in the R.E.s. And commissioned you? Yes, sir. Well, you were in the engineers a very short time. What happened? It was the Bailey Bridge, sir. The Bailey Bridge? Yes, sir. Um, you see, my platoon had to erect one, sir, as a demonstration across a river. Well, I was quite happy about it, sir, until the C.O. arrived. Well? Well... The bridge was all right, sir, but it was the wrong river. And um, you were transferred to the infantry? Yes, sir. Well, what happened in the infantry? Oh, I enjoyed that very much, sir. But we were still in England. But I see you were later transferred to the intelligence corps. Did you apply for transfer? No, sir. It was my adjutant. He, he said it would be a good opportunity for promotion, and the CO would give me a good recommendation. Mm, I'm sure he did. So you were transferred to intelligence just before D-Day? Yes, sir. 
For this present application for a transfer to my unit, uh, did you volunteer? Well, um, yes, sir. Really, I did. Um, my CO pointed it out to me, sir. He said it would make good use of my foreign language. I, I speak Dutch very well, sir. My mother's Dutch, from The Hague. And I had part of my education there, sir. It's really my native language, sir. And your CO suggested that you should volunteer. Well, he gave me a good report, sir. Yes. Yes, he did. Well, here we are, Godfrey, cast together by the fortunes of war. Your fourth unit in two years. You mean I'm in, sir? I'm with you? Of course. Oh. So I better put you in the picture. Yes, sir. Well, we're responsible for the security of literally thousands of square miles of liberated territory. Inside the liberated territory, we know that there are traitors, collaborators, and stay-behind agents. Well, it's our job to deal with them. I'm terribly keen, sir. As I've said, we have a very large territory to control, and only two vehicles. At the moment, I can't spare one for you. Oh, of course not, sir. But there is a job I want you to do in this area. Yes, sir? It's an important job. I'll brief you. I want you to listen very carefully. Have your notebook? Uh, yes, sir. Right. Now, we know that there are stay-behind agents in this area. We've arrested three of them. Mm -hmm. Their names are Janssen, Rietveld, and Van Laar. They are at this moment in the cells, in separate cells. Well, they claim to be line runners, that is, loyal resistance men from the north. Mm -hmm. But I know that they're German agents. I've interrogated them myself, and unfortunately for them, their stories don't tally. Oh? How's that, sir? Well, as I say, I'm keeping them apart. They've been apart since they were arrested. Janssen claims that he knows Rietveld and says they both come from Duttingham. But Rietveld tells me his hometown is in Zutphen. He claims that he's never met Janssen in his life. Well, that's rather suspicious. Yes. But the third man, Van La, is the clever one. When we arrested him, he had a bandaged head. He has a superficial scalp wound. He claims to have lost his memory. Well, I know he hasn't. Mm -hmm. The important thing is this. When arrested, they had no means that we can discover of getting information back to the Germans. So, there is a fourth agent in this area. The agent who runs the message centre. I want him found. Yes, sir. I'll do that, sir. Oh, just a minute. Uh, I'd better tell you what to do. You must do exactly as I say. Yes, sir. <clears throat> now, the man I suspect is called Fogel. Fogel, yes, sir. He has a butcher shop in this town, and he's well known. I want you to have a word with people who know him, also with the mayor and the local clergyman. Find out discreetly whether they like him and trust him, or whether he deals in the black market, and so on. Mm -hmm. I want this done discreetly. Oh, of course, sir. I'll tell you how to do it. You'll pose as the messing officer of an infantry unit. You'll say that your unit is coming into this area, and as the messing officer, you want to find a decent, honest butcher, the kind of butcher that the Allied forces should deal with. Yes. If they recommend Fogel, let me know. If they don't, you mention Fogel and see what they say about him. Mm -hmm. When this has been done, I want you then to go to Fogel's shop. Now, you're still the messing officer because he will have heard about you. Tell him that you know meat is in short supply, you don't want to do the local people out of their supplies, but if he knows of any sauce... I understand, sir. Well, if he suggests that he can do this, then offer him a little over the odds. Not much, mm. just a little. See what he says. You want to know if he's in the black market, sir? <laughs> I want to know about his character. Oh. And be discreet. I don't want him frightened. I'll be very careful, sir. And, Lieutenant... Yes, sir? Change that flash on your shoulder. Get an infantry flash. Everything must look right. Of course, sir. Thanks, sir.
Captain, will you come in now? Uh, thank you. Oh, come in, Captain. You've given Godfrey a job, sir? Yes, I've sent him to make inquiries about Fogel. He's a nice young lad, but he's over-keen. I'm sure he'll bungle it, and the news will get back to Fogel. Oh, I understand, sir. So I want you to arrange to keep Fogel's shop under constant observation, all around the clock. Mm -hmm. We'd better put the groat on the job. Very good, sir. You think if Godfrey blunders around, he'll scare Fogel, sir? Well, I don't know. But he puts the fear of God into me. <laughs> Lieutenant Godfrey behaved as I expected he would. And very soon the news was around. But there was no move by Mr. Fogel. We waited. Another report from DeGroat, sir. There's still no move. But the news is around. Fogel must know. Yes, sir. Has Godfrey seen Fogel yet? No, sir, but he seems to have seen everyone else. You tell him to see Fogel. Well, I've told him, sir. He's on his way there now. Oh. Well, I shall wait his report with interest. Um, Mr. Fogel? Yes? I'm Lieutenant Godfrey. Um, I'm the messing officer for my unit, and... I'm trying to find a good, reliable butcher in the town. Yes, I heard about it, sir. Have I been recommended? Oh, very highly recommended, Mr. Fogel. What is it you want, sir? Well, um, you see, my unit's moving into town very soon, and um, they've been on hard rations for some time now, and um, I was hoping to find some supply of fresh meat for them. Just a little, perhaps. Oh, we don't have any meat, sir. This is all I have, and I've customers for it. Oh, oh, oh but I, I, I don't want your customers to suffer. No, no, I wouldn't have that. No, I, I, I was just wondering whether perhaps um, you might know of some supplies. Oh, but no, I, sir. I, I, I think I could manage to pay a little over. Um, well, that is, if it wasn't taking it away from your customers. Well, the price is already a bit over, sir. The Germans cleared the farms before they left. Money can't buy what isn't there. <laughs> when is your unit coming, sir? Oh, um, in a day or two. Well, if I hear of anything, I'll let you know, but I don't hold out much hope. Of course, I'd like to help. Yes, but... I'm sure you would. Um, well, um, thank you very much, Mr. Fogel. Come in. I see Mr. Fogel, sir. All right, Godfrey, sit down. Thank you, sir. Ah, what happened? Well, I spun in that yarn, sir, you know, about being messing officer and all that, you know, wanting some fresh meat for my men. But he says he can't help, sir. He says the Germans have taken all the cattle. doesn't like the Germans at all, sir. He seems a very decent sort of chap, you know, willing to oblige the Allies and all that, but just hasn't got the stuff. Did you suggest that you might be able to pay him for his trouble? Oh, yes, sir. First I suggested he'd a bit over the odds, you know, just to make treats for the men, but... He said that all meat was over the odds and there were no supplies. Did he offer to try? Oh, yes, he offered to try, but he didn't hold out much hope. Okay. But he has a back shop, a rather large one, I understand. And what does he keep in it? I don't know, sir. Well, didn't you look around? No, sir. Oh. Well, you should have looked around, you know. Yes. Still, you say he's offered to try. I want you to go back again tomorrow. Ask if he has any news for you. Whatever he tells you, 
say that you've had good reports about him and you want to put him on the unit's list of local suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, your CEO has a thing about hygiene and cleanliness. And ask if you can see around the place. I'll do that, sir. Particularly the meat safe and the back shop. He can hardly refuse. If he does, tell me. Of course, sir. And Godfrey... Yes, sir. Don't expect to find a radio transmitter lying there in full view. <laughs> of course not, sir. But keep your eyes open. Lift things up. Look behind boxes. Mm-hmm. Open cupboards. As though you were looking for cockroaches. Yes, sir. You keep your eyes open for electric leads that don't seem to go anywhere. Or electric wires. Especially new wires. New wiring. Yes. New wiring that goes through the ceiling or disappears through the wall. Yes, sir. I can do all that, sir. I'll go there tomorrow. Yes, sir. And for the rest of the day, um, give Captain Harter a hand, will you? Right, sir. Oh, coming, Captain. How's it going, sir? Oh, I think it's all right. Maybe Godfrey's more useful than we think. Oh, how is that? I'm sending him back tomorrow to search the premises, so you'd better tell the groat to keep a sharp lookout. And uh, I'd like to see San La again. Perhaps I can shake something out of him today. Yes, sir. Corporal, bring in Van La. Yes, to the colonel. Right away. I see he's still lost his memory, sir. So he says. But I think I can bring it back for him. <laughs> Just as well we found that piece of paper in his pocket. Or we wouldn't even know his name. Oh, here he is, sir. Come in. Come in. Come over here. Let's sit down. Jacobus Van La. Is that your name? I don't know, sir. You can't remember your name? No, sir. Or where you were born? No, sir. Well, try to remember. Uttingham? Gutsman? Eindhoven? I don't know, sir. Well, do these names mean anything to you? Janssen? Rietveld? Fogel? They don't mean anything, sir. Why do you still wear that bandage round your head? To remind you that you've lost your memory? No, sir. Then take it off. Go on, take it off. Now throw it away. But I... You do want to recover your memory. Oh, yes, sir. Then throw it away. A loss of memory is not as convenient as you may think. I can hold you here until you prove that you're innocent. If you can't remember, you may be here for a very long time. Yes, sir. So we'll try to get your memory back. We'll play a simple little game of association. I'll say a word, and you will say the first word that comes into your mind. Right? Messages. Messages. No. No, you'll say another word. The first other word that comes into your mind? Yes, sir. Message. Pen. Pen. Ink. Ink. Paper. Paper. Writing. Writing. A letter. A letter. To my wife. So? So. You have a wife. I don't know, sir. But you said, to my wife. I just said that. It came into my head. I don't know, but I suppose I have a wife. Why do you suppose that? I'm old enough. What age are you? I don't know, sir. Well, what age do you think you are? About 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's try again. Same game, only faster this time. Yes, sir. German. War. War. Fighting. Butcher shop. About. Butcher shop. Food. Mr. Fogel. I don't understand. Janssen, Riesfeld, and Fogel. Mr. Fogel. Your friends, Janssen, Riesfeld, and... They're not my friends, sir. How do you know? You've lost your memory. I mean, I can't remember them, sir. I don't know they're my friends. I can't remember anything, sir. Pity. I can keep you here until you do. Send in the guard. If I do remember anything, sir, I'll tell you. You could tell me now, if you wanted to. But I can wait. You take her now. Yes, sir. This way. Come in. Oh, come in, Doctor. Well, I've seen Mr. Fogel again, sir. All right. What happened this time? I examined the place, as you said, sir. It's spotlessly clean, absolutely hygienic. I see. Of course, there isn't very much there, sir, but, it, but he keeps it very clean. He showed you around? Oh, yes, sir, everywhere. Did you check on electricity leads and cables? Yes, sir. Switched on all the lights, tried everything. He even started up his refrigerator by mistake, sir, but he didn't mind. Hmm. Any disturbance or repairs to the fabric, the wall? No, sir. It, it's a pretty old place, but nothing like that. The loft or cellar? No, sir. Just the back shop and his flat upstairs. Did you see the flat? Mm. No, sir. <clears throat> well, did he have any news for you? Any meat supplies? You don't really want any meat, do you, sir? No, of course not. But he thinks you do. Yes. Well, did he have any news for you? That's why you called that. Um, yes, he said he'd been in touch with some farmers, told them about the unit coming, but couldn't get anything. Oh, well, see. But he's very keen to help us, sir. He offered me some pigeons. Pigeons? Yes, sir. Wood pigeons. I spotted them out in the back, sir. He offered to let us have a few, you know, treat to the lads and all that. Live ones? Yes, sir. And what does he do with wood pigeons? Well, instead of butcher meat, sir. You see, he can't get supplies, so he's got... Two men out in the woods catching wood pigeons for him, and then he lets his customers have them. Feed it up until they're quite fat. I saw them, sir. Where? Uh, out in the back, sir. Go on. But in little cages, sir, like rabbit hutches with wire in front. And feed them until they're fat, sir. And he offered you some? Yes, sir. After you had spotted them? Yes, sir. When you first called and asked about supplies, did he mention wood pigeons? No, sir. Did any of the people in the town you spoke to mention that he sold them? No, sir. Have you seen them in his shop window? No, sir. He says he keeps them for favoured customers. Yes, I'll bet he does. In little rabbit hutches with wire in front. How many of these wood pigeons did you see there? Twelve, sir. I counted them. Yes, I want you to take me to Mr. Fogel. Introduce me as your commanding officer, the one who's so keen on hygiene. Yes, sir. Captain, bring round the jeep right away, yes. We're going to call on our friend, Mr. Fogel. Um, Mr. Fogel? Oh, back again, Lieutenant? Yes. Uh, this is my commanding officer. Uh, 
He's just arrived unexpectedly. Ah, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. I've I've just been telling the Colonel how clean your place is. In fact, he was telling me about your very kind offer, Mr. Fogel. The unit has just arrived in town, rather tired of army rations, and at least the officers are, I can assure you. And the lieutenant was telling me about your offer of some wood pigeons. Oh. I, uh, I don't have many, sir. Still, if you could let us have a few, it would make a change. Um, may I see them? Well, uh, yes, sir. Will you come this way? Thank you. There they are, sir. Oh, they're nice and plump. Uh, how many could you let us have, Mr. Fogel? Well, uh, how many would you want, sir? Oh, um, a dozen? Oh, I couldn't let you have that, sir. Some of them are promised. The lieutenant said you wouldn't want to deprive my customers, sir. No, oh, of course not, sir. Well, how many could you let us have? Four would uh, make a very nice pie, sir. Six? Oh, but but uh, I have my customers, sir. Let's see, how many birds do you have? Um, uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven. Hmm. Eleven. Well, they seem to be nice and fat. Perhaps four would do. Uh, may I see one? Yes, sir. Come on. Where, where are you? Uh, ah, there you are. Uh, don't panic. I won't hurt you. It um, doesn't look like a wood pigeon, does it? What do you mean, sir? Well, I always thought that wood pigeons had a circlet of lighter feathers round the neck. They're wood pigeons, sir. Local birds? Yes, sir. They were caught in the woods near here. When? Last week, sir. I'm just fattening them up now. Last week, you say? Mr. Fogel, when a wild animal or a wild bird is caught in cage, at first it tries to escape. It beats itself against the wire for a day or two. When it finds it can't escape, it pines. Feathers go dull. It won't eat. I doubt if you could have got them into this sleep fat condition in one week. With due respect, sir, I, I have fattened them up in a week. I, I, I can show you the woods where they were caught. The woods south of here? Yes, sir. When my lieutenant was here an hour ago, Mr. Fogel, he counted 12 birds. There are now 11. Where's the other one? Uh, I sold it to a customer. For a pie? Yes. Did you kill it and tuck it here? Where are the feathers? Or did you release it? I think these are carrier pigeons. Sir, they're wood pigeons. I, I buy them from my customers. Oh, we can soon prove that, can't we? All pigeons have a homing instinct. They'll fly back to their lofts or to their nests. If this bird was caught only last week in the woods south of here, it'll fly home. It'll fly south. If it's an army carrier pigeon, it'll fly to the German line. It will fly north. So let's try, shall we? Ah. There you are. Off with you! What happened to her? It's all right. Just settled on the roof. Getting it buried. There it goes, sir. North! Of course. Well, Fogel, that's all I wanted to know. Let's go inside. Now then, Fogel, you've been running a message center for German agents, and I'm arresting you. But, sir, I can assure Before you say anything, Fogel, listen to me. We have the rest of your pigeons, and they are carrier pigeons. I'm going to ask you some questions. It may make things easier for you if you answer truthfully. Do you know Janssen? 
He says he knows you. Yes, sir. I know him. Beatles? Yes, sir. And Sanwa? Yes, sir. Captain! Yes, sir? Take him out of the jeep and hold him there. Yes, sir. Come on, Fogel. That was very smart, sir. What was? Well, about the woods being south of here, sir, and the pigeons flying the other way. That got him, sir. Godfrey, there are no woods south of here. The woods are north of here, and so are the German lines. He was lying from the start, they trapped himself. They usually do. Fogel was a German agent. He made a full confession involving Janssen, Wiesfeldt, and Van La. They were tried together by a Dutch military court and convicted. You've been listening to Spycatcher, with Bernard Archard as Colonel Oreste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr, and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Maxwell.